0: Has a hot tub that you can get for like four hundred dollars.
1: Why do you want a hot tub so bad?
0: Because I like I like being warm <laughs> and I like water, so it seems like the best of both worlds.
1: Yeah, but only I think the only times we'd use it is when it's already warm out.
0: Not necessarily. It would like the fall when it's like kind of chilly out. Mm.
1: It's a little upkeep too. Maybe. <laughs> <Well>, you <won't. laughs>
0: Maybe. You don't know until you try. Maybe by the time we can afford a hot tub, they'll make like self cleaning hot tubs. They might already make self cleaning hot tubs.
1: I Don't know if that's a thing. I don't think it is.
0: Well, we should look into it because I want a hot tub.
1: <laughs> Welcome to episode seven of the Buds and Seats podcast. Nope, it's episode eight. <laughs> I don't remember. It's episode eight. Welcome to episode eight of the Bustle Seats podcast. The December twenty eighth, nineteen ninety eight episode of Monday Nitro.
0: Yeah. Well, we are in the new year at this point. This is not. <laughs> no,
1: very close. So close. It's our first full sit down. We're going to watch all of Nitro.
0: It was an experience. It was. Like, I expected to go into this absolutely, like, tearing it to pieces and hating every minute of it. I think so did you a little bit.
1: A little bit. But it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it helps that this is normally over three hours with commercials, but because we're watching on the network there's no commercial so it's like 220 you know still
0: that is an absurd amount of time for a piece of television and like i recognize that current day wwe is like a three-hour show that's still absurd
1: yeah raw is three hours smackdown's two nxt is one there's main event somewhere i think still going on
0: i can understand two hours like i can get on board for two i watch the bachelor every week but three hours is unbelievable like, there was a couple years ago when the Bachelor finale was three hours, and I was like, I'm not watching all of this. There's no way. I'm going to wait till it's on Hulu so I can fast forward.
1: I'm saying, keep in mind, Bachelor, that's only their one episode a week. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, you need to, be, like, you need to watch all of this. Like, even, they're actually, t- they talked about it on, uh, during one of the matches. It's like, oh, yeah, there's... You know, there's Nitro, there's Thunder, there's Saturday Night, there's Worldwide. And, and you I'm have like, to
0: watch all of them to keep up with the storyline. Eh. <laughs> That's an absurd amount of television. Yeah.
1: So before we get into the episode itself, I thought it would be interesting to kind of do some potted highlights of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter's yearly awards for 1998. Considering so this is the last one of 98.
0: Fair. Now, do they do this currently still? It's, yes. Okay.
1: Uh, it, it it's across all wrestling companies, and they even started I doing know. some MMA ones, so some of the ones here are New Japan and various non-WWF, WCW companies. Gotcha. I'll probably just skip those for your interest, because okay. it won't mean much to you.
0: Unless it's somebody that, like, I know that was wrestling in New Japan and won something.
1: So, wrestler of the year? Stone Cold Steve Austin.
0: Woo! no Nope. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this would be the year he first won the WWF title and has been feuding with Vince McMahon, which is the feud of the year, Austin versus oh, McMahon. Sweet. He's also the best box office draw, beating Goldberg by quite a bit, apparently.
0: Really? Steve Austin.
1: Most improved? The Rock.
0: Oh, he's still like baby rock at this point, isn't he?
1: He would have ended 98 as champion. Okay, okay. But like, he literally won it in November, his first one ever. He apparently barely beat out Billy Kidman.
0: Really? For yeah. most improved? Yeah. Hey, that's my boy, Billy.
1: Bunch of uh, Steve Austin, best on interviews, most charismatic.
0: Do we need to like go smash some beers?
1: Most overrated. Who do you think won that one?
0: Ooh, most overrated. Can I ask a company?
1: WCW. Ah,
0: okay. Goldberg? Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I see that. Second guess was going to be Kevin Nash.
1: Not a bad guess. Yeah. Most underrated. Ooh. Also WCW. Ray Stereo. Chris Benoit. Benoit? Oh, my or second
0: Benoit, guess would have been Jericho.
1: Best weekly TV show? Was it Raw or Nitro?
0: Nitro.
1: No. Night Raw? Really? Yeah. Rookie of the Year. Bill Goldberg.
0: Rookie of the Year?
1: I think he debuted late 97, but Goldberg's brand new. Oh, apparently worst uh, TV announcer was Lee Marshall.
0: Remind me who Lee Marshall is? Tony the Tiger. Oh. I have nothing to say about that. Yeah,
1: I think he does some Thunder work, and we don't really... We don't watch uh, Thunder. Yeah, so, best major wrestling card was mm. ECW of 98. Really? Oh, this slightly disappoints me and slightly makes me feel better. Worst major wrestling card, WCW Fall Brawl, 98, which would have been the pay-per-view right before Halloween Havoc.
0: I'd be interested to look into that card. Maybe
1: we'll have to look back at that eventually.
0: Yeah. That's
1: funny. I know it's have ended by a terrible War Games match, apparently. War Games! Most disgusting promotional tactic. WCW exploiting Scott Hall's real-life personal issues.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep, that tracks.
1: Reader's personal favorite wrestler. Mick Foley just beating out Chris Jericho.
0: I appreciate both of those because they are my favorite boys. I love them.
1: <laughs> Reader's least favorite wrestler. Hulk Hogan for the fifth year in a row. Yep. Oh, he also... Um, one most overrated for the fifth year in a row. Yeah. Worst wrestler? Warrior.
0: Wait, you mean like like The Warrior? Yeah. Really?
1: It's all varies on in terms of his name, there's like seven variations. I, he's
0: the worst legally. wrestler? Do you agree with that? You've seen more of him than I have.
1: With with his stuff in 98? Yeah.
0: He wasn't really around a lot in 98.
1: No, well, but he left his impact. All right. I think it's also easy to pick him when he's being touted up so much, and then that match was rough. Yeah. Say what you will about Hogan. Hogan can occasionally have a good match, depending on how motivated he is. But he's
0: so fucking annoying. (laughs) I would rather watch a Warrior match than a Hulk Hogan match. Any day of the week.
1: Worst television show? Monday Nitro.
0: Hey.
1: (laughs) Worst manager? Sonny Ono. Yeah. Worst match of the year, Hulk Hogan versus Warrior Halloween Havoc. Oh, well, there you go. Worst feud of the year, Hogan versus Warrior. Worst on interviews, Warrior. Which <laughs>
0: Okay, I get it. I'm wrong.
1: Worst on interviews, Warrior is yes and no. Warrior is the Nicolas Cage of interviews where it's just like a, what is happening? I and either love it or hate it because okay. it's just so bizarre. We watched the the plane crash promo.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that.
1: (laughs) It's like, is that a good promo or no? No,
0: it's not, but it's funny.
1: (laughs) Worst promotion, WCW. Damn. Best booker, Vince McMahon, ending Paul Heyman's four year winning streak.
0: Damn, all right. In 98, though, yeah, I'd give it to Vince McMahon.
1: Best gimmick, Steve Austin. Worst gimmick, The Oddities. And most embarrassing wrestler, Warrior.
0: Damn, okay, I get it. I'm wrong. Everybody Mm -hmm. hates Warrior. Fuck, jeez. Who are the oddities?
1: of oh, these are a weird team. We might actually see them uh, next episode, but it's just this weird Island of Misfit Toys gimmick that we're also kind of juggalos.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: They came out to Insane Clown Posse music, and then once ICP left, it was like, oh, this is kind of awkward now. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't work as well now. The only unfortunate thing about that group is that Earthquake gets changed into a mass wrestler and no one remembers it's him. For better or worse.
0: Yeah, that could go either way.
1: In short, Steve Austin good, Warrior bad. I'm surprised Eric Bischoff got out kind of scot-free there. He
0: got like, yeah, totally unscathed. Nothing. I mean, I guess that's either good or bad, depending on how you look at it.
1: Should we get into the actual episode? Let's do it. Alright, this is the WCW Monday Night Show. Of December 28th, 1998. Live from Baltimore, Maryland.
0: Woohoo!
1: But we open first with limo footage from the previous night at Starcade of the NWO just mocking Flair. And Kurt Henning is with them.
0: Yeah. Who I missed it mistook for Lex Luger. And then I realized that that was stupid later on when he came out as a Wolfpack person. I'm like, well, that can't have been Lex Luger.
1: <laughs> Nothing is really achieved in this. I Nothing think, is said. Does Buff Bagwell choke at one point?
0: I think he, like, mimics choking. Yeah. No, he, he mimics um, Ric Flair's heart attack. Oh, That's what it was. That's what
1: it was. Okay. They were just
0: kind of, like, all talking over each other and being, you know, dude bros. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It and was then, nothing. And then
0: it just, like, fades out to nothing.
1: And then we get the opening package. Yeah. We have Tony, Larry, and Mike on commentary, which, if you don't say their last name, just sounds kind of funny.
0: Yeah, it sounds like um, Three Stooges. Yeah.
1: Mike today notes that Starcade was a historic yet disappointing night for WCW. Yeah. I'm like, Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Interesting that they say that on commentary, though.
1: They're tr- well, one. I think they're talking about how WCW and NWO are different. Yeah. Oh. I think that's what they're going for.
0: But how would that make it disappointing?
1: Because Bischoff won and Goldberg lost. Okay. So. That's my guess. I'm I'm guessing Mike tonight wasn't like, oh, uh, guys, that that show, right? (laughs) But like, yeah. (laughs) Tony then notes that the streak is over and says that Scott Hall helped. Larry then goes back to talking about Flair and Bischoff. And they just really skim over the fact that Goldberg's streak is over.
0: Oh, yeah. It was a one-line mention and that was it.
1: I've been thinking more and more about that, about why that doesn't work.
0: What, that they just skimmed over?
1: Well just the just Goldberg just that match. Oh, okay. And it's like Yeah, it's just one power bomb. You know what I mean?
0: That gnashed it on Goldberg? Yeah, I I know there's Well, he was tased. This, yeah, he was Which he they, they
1: they really tried to give Goldberg an out with that later. I don't I don't like recommending like, oh hey, kick out of this guy's finisher a bunch, but it's like It's Goldberg, it's yeah. the streak, it's this massive yeah.
0: thing, and it only takes one hit to get him out, yeah. I didn't like it. It's but... like,
1: hey, Brock, why don't you F5 Roman Reigns six times before you beat him?
0: Give him the old Roman Reigns treatment.
1: In the middle of the commentators talking, suddenly we just get the same Eric Bischoff video package that's been airing for about a week now. And again, still nothing added onto the end. Mm-mm. Like, you know what makes sense? Have some stills at the end about oh I beat Rick Flair. No, just no. That would require going back in the edit.
0: Yeah, that would require production work. And you know that nitro does not put any budget into their production.
1: Once the package is over, Tony notes that they will talk to Rick's doctor about what happened with Flair's heart, and they tease that throughout a lot of the night. Yeah. We then get some nitro stills from Starcade, Which
0: is still my least favorite thing about these recaps. I hate the stills. I know they have to because it's like a paid thing, but it's so dumb. I hate it. I don't mind it. It bothers me every time.
1: (laughs) They go to commercial and I'm like, nothing's happened yet. We're at the first commercial break and nothing has happened. Yeah. Back from commercial, we get the opening show Pyro then. And then we get some contest winners nitro party video. Okay. Which was,
0: like, very wholesome and nice, but I don't understand why they showed it.
1: They, yeah, they have a contest, just, like, throw a Nitro party. Just, like, a viewing party and try to have it be themed. Yeah. And we'll give you prizes if you do it.
0: It was very cute. Like, the guys seemed to have a good time and, you know. But why?
1: Fucking marks. <laughs> marks, all of them.
0: I did notice at the end of that promo, though, they, like, locked... Did you notice that they locked, locked the... NWO the... guy, yeah. <laughs> they... No, that was the competition winner. They locked him outside.
1: No, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> like, now nah, you can come into your own party. Fuck you.
1: So, more non happenings on the episode of We Get the Nitro Girls now. Yeah. And I just noted Kimberly Page is about a foot taller than all the other Nitro Girls.
0: And I did note that only one of them looked really confident with the choreography, which I'm pretty sure that means she was the choreographer. <laughs>
1: Was it the was it the tall one? Was it Kimberly? I don't
0: remember. I don't know their names.
1: <laughs> Kimberly Page is, you know, is one, DDP's wife. Two, oh. was a character on screen before the Nitro Girls were a thing. So okay, she's well, probably the most well-known.
0: You'll have to point her out to me. It, it was a big mess. Nobody was on beat. Or at least, like, not all of them were on beat, which really makes it look like none of them were on beat. <laughs> I zone
1: out during these.
0: I find them entertaining. It's just funny.
1: Again, this should be something during if like for the commercial breaks.
0: Yeah, for the audience.
1: Now, would it make it better if they got Wildcat Willie involved? He's back.
0: I don't want to talk about Wildcat Willie.
1: Okay, we'll move on from Wildcat <laughs> Willie.
0: That thing is in my nightmares. I hate it.
1: I don't know when it leaves. I just know it does leave.
0: You told me that it died. You told me that. No, it I got... told
1: you that it dies.
0: No, I thought you told me that it was like in a match that was like in a dark match that we didn't see, and it got powerbombed, and now it's dead.
1: Are you thinking of when before the show went on the air, Scott Snyder beat him up a few weeks ago? Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: they didn't say he was gone but i think you I think all. you merged what I said. I said at some point, they just get rid of him because people were cheering him getting be- beaten up more than As his they actual appearance
0: that thing is terrifying, and I hate it. And when I saw it in the corner... It didn't even, like, make a full-screen appearance. I saw it in the corner. I don't
1: even know if it even has... Besides getting beaten up by Scott Snyder, I don't know if it has made a full-screen appearance. It's usually in the background.
0: It's like fucking Slenderman. Once you see it, it just, like, follows you around. And you never never unsee him.
1: So our first actual segment of the night, we get the cat coming out with uh, worst manager winner, Sunny Ono. (laughs) So I guess... They're fine after what I thought was almost a breakup angle at Stargate.
0: Was it a breakup angle?
1: I mean, he kicked him and then left him in the ring. And then they're just back together here, so.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't care.
1: (laughs) So it's promo time and we get an immediate shut up and sit down.
0: It's just a super generic heel promo. Yeah. It's just you're all ugly. Shut up. Sit down. I'm the you're greatest. Stupid. Yeah, he calls yeah. him
1: ugly. I tell yeah. him like like that's real.
0: You're trying so hard. Bottom to of the Like, come on.
1: Then I was surprised who came out. It's Chris Jericho.
0: And Ralphist. And
1: Ralphist. He calls him Ernest Mills <laughs> and introduces and I quote Shimmerama shimmerama lama <laughs> ding dong to face Ernest Miller
0: i'd like to preface with i'm pretty sure this is racist i am not of asian descent but if i was i feel like i would be offended by the botching of this name so i'm like 99 percent sure this is racist yeah. he then so he
1: then calls him shamanaba newbie
0: yeah it, never, it doesn't get better
1: <laughs> he says he'll, he'll watch his back against miller but the guy doesn't want to seem to fight and the guy's real name is shima nobunaga that's he his just, real name.
0: He just looked so sad and yeah. shy. He did not want to be there.
1: They note on commentary, I'm not sure he actually speaks English. I don't know. Yeah. Which may actually be the case.
0: It also would explain his horrible frosted tips. Oh yeah. It's oh. Bad.
1: It makes Michael Cole's look good. I know. But Jericho says they'll watch his back and I thought they like immediately left, but no they no. stuck around a little bit.
0: Chris Jericho turned into one hell of a dance mom in this scene, though. He just, like, got on the apron and started screaming at Shima, like, You gotta go! You gotta go fight! Go, babe, go! Like, if he was was on Dance Moms, he would be like Abby Lee Miller. Like, it was weird.
1: (laughs) That means nothing to me.
0: Okay, well, I don't have time to explain Dance Moms to you.
1: (laughs) Okay. Commentary notes that uh, Nobunaga has been training with Ultimo Dragon... They mentioned it again like three seconds before Miller hits a roundhouse kick and pins him. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. I, I thought for sure that was setting up
0: something, yeah. This was such a weird match,
1: yeah. I'm like, this happened.
0: Poor sad, shy man just got annihilated. No, his name is year?
1: Shima, not shy man.
0: Hate
1: you. You're as bad as Chris Jericho.
0: Hey.
1: Shima-rama-lama-ding-dong. Jesus.
0: Jesus. It's a good... It's a fun name to say, though. Shima-Nobunaga. Like, uh, it really rolls off the tongue. Not Shama lama ding <laughs> Shima-Nobunaga. Like, that's a fun name to say. I'll remember it.
1: After this, we get some more Nitro stills. Ah! Followed by a recap of Flair's heart attack from two weeks ago.
0: Yeah, which, again, I'm pretty sure this is the same video package that we got at, like, Starcade, I think. This I feel like I'd seen This it isn't before. even a
1: video package. This is just footage kind of with some cuts in between moments it doesn't jump around in time or anything it's just here remember this yeah
0: i do i was there you were there i was damn me and all of my five-year-old glory
1: four but okay
0: in 98 i would december 98 i think i was five
1: what year were you born babe
0: oh i'm can we cut no no this is (laughs)
1: staying this is staying what year were you born
0: I don't want to talk about it <laughs> what year? <you> say it <laughs>
1: 1994 yes and it's late 94 as well
0: <laughs> i thought since it was after november of 1998 i was five but no that just means i just turned four i'm just very yeah. good at math over here having a good time by
1: the way next episode once it's 99 you're not five years old then you have to wait till <laughs> your birthday
0: God. i do the words i don't do the numbers <laughs> Ages are hard, okay.
1: So you can tell we're in the first hour of Nitro because next up we get Norman Smiley versus Chavo Guerrero Jr.
0: He looked like such a wee bab. Was he a hunk? Yes. He, oh. Well, the goatee is the, the thin goatee, like on the sides when it's like pencil thin. I hate that. But it's 98, so I'm going to let it slide. But Chavo's a hunk.
1: I say this because his uncle's the leader and not because he's Hispanic. I'm kind of surprised Chavo's not in the LWO.
0: I wonder if that, like, turns into a storyline in, like, the next couple weeks where, like... Or maybe not even a storyline, but it just... The LWO comes out and Chavo's just in it now.
1: So, Norman does his soon-to-be-named dance on the way out. And Chavo comes out with a, like, a plushed horse head on a stick.
0: Yeah, it's like a riding... It's a it's a riding horse toy.
1: Yeah, and he's talking to it the whole time.
0: So, I thought... I... I wouldn't this happen? I... Asked Nick if this was supposed to be a comparison or a competition sort of thing with Al Snow and his head thing, the head, the mannequin I think head. you're
1: looking for the word ripoff.
0: Ripoff, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, that actually, I was wrong when we were watching it. Yeah, Al Snow's head gimmick date, like dates back to like 97. Oh, so this could be. Yeah. Funny thing is, this, this felt closer to moppy than it did head.
0: I don't think it's moppy because it doesn't seem like they're intentionally trying to make Chavo look stupid.
1: Maybe not intentionally, but they are. I,
0: Moppy was intentionally see, to make Perry Saturn look mentally deficient.
1: Here's the thing: Al Snow was insane. That's why he had the mannequin. Yeah. Chavo, what's Chavo? Chavo. I mean, like, he's either an idiot or insane, but they're really walking that line.
0: Yeah, this one I really couldn't tell what they were going for. So he didn't. He didn't come off as either.
1: So match starts. And they both just pose. And that's, I think that's the moment I knew. Him. I'm like, oh, this is going to be... Uh, this is
0: nothing. one of those matches.
1: They chain wrestle a bit before Chavo picks up the pace. Norman counters a stratisfaction to a back suplex, which is a nice little spot. Norman hits his spinning scoop slam and then slows things right back down. <laughs> we get an Aloha Norman, which leads to his ass slapping dance.
0: Yes. I only learned what the Aloha thing was pretty recently because you explained it to me and it really does make sense. Like, it's a good name for it.
1: I, I did not create that.
0: I know you didn't, but like the phrase makes sense yeah. for what that move is.
1: Does Norman's dance move have, an, have a name that makes sense to you? No. <laughs> Commentary deems it the big wiggle.
0: There, he's literally like shaking his own butt and slapping a...
1: He's So he's wiggling his butt.
0: Well, he's like kind of swaying back and forth. But the main point of that dance is that he is slapping an imaginary ass. He's not wiggling. In my
1: brain, it is a quite sizable ass.
0: But it's imaginary. And still, it doesn't matter how big the butt is. It's He's not wiggling. <laughs> it's not a wiggle.
1: So Norman works over Chavo, then does the big wiggle on the horse, mm-hmm. which prompts a Chavo comeback, because he's having none of that.
0: How dare you wiggle on my horse?
1: <laughs> we get a nice springboard bulldog from Chavo. And then just a lot of back and forth with the horse. Because, like, mm-hmm. Chavo puts it away and then Norman gets it again and then Chavo gets it back and, like, crotches Norman on the top rope. And...
0: maybe Were they trying to, like, save their match by bringing in a object? Like, trying to make the match more interesting? We'll to,
1: um, no, I'm guessing this has been part of his character.
0: Mm.
1: Or it's new. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Who knows? We'll figure it out.
1: Chavo hits a, uh back suplex on on norman with norman landing right across like like the the bar at the horses on oh, and i was yeah. like ooh that's just that, just, that had to have been a
0: little that's
1: look. just a little yeah. it's a little too sore for the for the quality of that yeah. spot but in the confusion of the back and forth with the horse norman locks in his, the chicken wing which they are now not calling the norman conquest they're calling the chicken wing again yeah he got Anyways. like demoted <laughs> Nothing match. I don't know whether I enjoyed it more or less than the Prince Iakea matches, but I'm sad to see Chavo saddled with this gimmick, which was not a pun intended, but it worked quite it well. It worked
0: very well. <laughs> I thought you intended that. No. It
1: just works out that don't way. Don't worry,
0: we get Prince Ayakea later. So if you missed him, he's coming. Yeah. Don't worry.
1: Next up we get Raven's Homecoming.
0: This segment makes no sense to me.
1: <laughs> I we peeked in a little bit on this, I think in our own time. I think we we didn't talk about it on the podcast. But basically, Raven's been all pouty and mopey lately. So his mom came to get him to cheer him up and is like, you need to go see your doctor. And Canyon's trying to be a good friend and helping Mm -hmm. him out. And so they went back to Raven's home.
0: In case you missed it, this house is in Florida. Because the mom says it about 17 times in this two-minute promo.
1: I actually missed it. Did you
0: really? (laughs) Every other sentence was, why are you wearing so many clothes? It's Florida. Well, that's Florida for you. Hey, welcome back to Florida. Like... The more you say it, the less I believe you're in Florida. You said Raven's loaded? Like, rich?
1: Did you see the house?
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. but...
1: <laughs> yeah, it's meant to be...
0: It was supposed to be a mansion?
1: Yeah, it's meant to be Raven comes for money.
0: Okay. I mean, I guess I get that. It wasn't like, you know, a Kardashian mansion. It no, wasn't massive, Raven massive. will be
1: out, on, like, you know, on the back porch looking out at the green light across the bay. What? Like, read, read a book! God, <laughs> you know great gatsby references when they happen on the podcast
0: don't out me like that i didn't read great gatsby no that was one of those books in high school that like it was you could you could read this book or you could read something else and i opted to read something else i remember I what i read but make a
1: rare literary reference to one of the most popular books ever made Sorry. <laughs> ever written i guess
0: also don't out me haven't seen the movie
1: so yeah raven canyon and raven's mom turn up at the house Kenyon gets out and Raven's mom gets out at like the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's really like, oh, thanks for opening the door for me. Like,
0: bitch. They got out the exact same time. Yeah. Like, it was a bizarre segment.
1: I do want to see Raven and Kenyon having a sleepover.
0: (laughs) I feel like Kenyon would be really fun.
1: Raven's mom mentions that his sister is inside, which I forget if she becomes a character or not. She may or may not. I don't know what's up with that.
0: Not in this segment.
1: No. What, What were your thoughts on the interior of the house?
0: very 90s suburban yeah like as a kid we looked at a lot of houses like my family moved around a lot so we had to look at a lot of houses for like you know real estate to live in you know this looked like every house that i looked i saw in the early 2000s
1: <laughs> the general takeaway is that raven is still being pouty and like oh, tv doesn't work
0: after just touching the remote and be like oh, it doesn't work I'm like you didn't even fucking try <laughs> Push I mean, a button.
1: Raven's mom's going to make them both sandwiches.
0: Sammies. Was it ham and cheese? I think so. And a big glass of milk. Honestly, sounds good.
1: Well, he well uh, no, he wanted a club soda.
0: Oh, yeah, with lime. It was weird because his mom seemed to know just the way you like it for literally everything he said. What's well, just... his mom? Okay, but like your mom doesn't know just the way you like literally everything. I, no. She said that too many times and she said, oh, we're in Florida too many times. <laughs> I don't think this is his mother.
1: So do they actually say they're gonna come back to this or
0: I don't know, but it really Because they feels, don't. It feels like they're going to when yeah. they cut away. Yeah,
1: it just they cut away and it's never spoken of again and they never go back to it. Nope. And so I don't know what to make of this. I don't
0: know either. Was this just like a time filler segment or it obviously like took some production time to like go to Florida and oh. or quote unquote Florida <laughs> And do something with this, but I don't know.
1: We'll see what happens with that next week and the week after. Because I Something I,
0: tells me nothing.
1: <laughs> no, they, they've been building building a little bit. They have to do something with it.
0: Slow build.
1: Next up, we get a match that I was a little intrigued by. Nice. First first match of the night I was intrigued by. We get Fit Finley versus Booker T.
0: I'd like to note that this is where I saw Wildcat Willie and almost had a conniption.
1: So Booker T comes out to his theme, which I think you are, you're starting to get.
0: It's starting to slap.
1: Start. It's it starting. I didn't know this could happen.
0: <laughs> you know, like when you don't like a song right uh, the first time you hear it, and then it stays stuck in your head for a while, and they're like, you know what? Yeah, this song's kind of kind of good. That's how I feel with Booker T's theme.
1: So Booker T goes on the ropes to pose, and then Finley attacks him from behind. So I guess Finley's a heel, despite wrestling the NWO last night.
0: See, and you give me crap for not understanding, like, who's the face and who's the heel in some of these matches, and like...
1: Well, Whoa! Huh? Should be, you should be confused when it changes, not at the overall idea.
0: Listen, I just need it all to be as crystal clear as Ernest Miller coming out and being like, shut up, you're ugly. I need that.
1: I don't know how to tell you this. It's <laughs> only going to get worse. Vince Russo believes in Shades of Grey, and he'll be here before you know it.
0: Okay, well, if it's Shades of Grey, you can't fault me for not knowing who's a bad guy.
1: We're not there yet, though. Ah! Did you know that these two once main evented a WWE pay-per-view as a team? Really? Yes. What year? 2006.
0: That's so strange. So they main evented as a tag team?
1: Yes. It was these two versus world champion Batista and WWE champion John Cena. Nothing was on the line. Just...
0: Gee, I wonder who won that match. (laughs) Why? Why would they do that? That's not even a remotely fair fight.
1: Batista was feuding with King Booker because Booker T had won King of the Ring.
0: Oh, I th- I remember not hating his King gimmick when I
1: saw it. It's it's interesting. It's definitely not bad. It definitely it's better is than like, Baron Corbin. Oh yeah, it definitely like revitalized Booker T's like overall character. But just the weird accent on it is mm. polarizing.
0: Oh, does he do like a British accent?
1: not well oh no <laughs> but yeah he was feuding with batista and finley was part of the king's court but they kept teaming up on batista so it's like all right we're gonna have a tag team match the pay-per-view for some reason Mm-mm. and it's like you need to find a partner i pick john cena who was on raw and i'm like why not really super relevant to this match seeing as how that's in the future but just a weird note
0: yeah that's funny I just don't see Finley and Booker T being a team, but sure. Why not?
1: He was King Booker and it was the King's Court.
0: So Finley was the jester?
1: No. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, William Regal was there, I think.
0: That would make sense.
1: Along with, uh, I think, Steve Taylor. Dave Taylor.
0: Dave Taylor. Dave
1: Taylor, who looks exactly like you would think. If I said there was a wrestler named Dave Taylor, what does he look like? Exactly what you think. (laughs) Also, he teams with William Regal just as a okay. addition. It's like, yeah, it's exactly what I'm you think. I'm picturing
0: creator-wrestler.
1: <laughs> Usually, creator-wrestlers have, have more creativity.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> match.
1: Finley gets a lot more offense than I would have thought he would get.
0: Yeah, he does. He comes out swinging. Like, he's ready.
1: Comes out swinging, he comes out grunting. hmm This you, is a yeah, very, grunty, grunty very grunty match.
0: Very grunty.
1: Finley one point goes for, the like, a chair shot, but the ref, like, stops him. Because, like, of course he does. Like, okay, yeah, I guess Finley is now a heel.
0: Yeah, okay, that, that makes sense. Like, in those moments, I can tell who's a heel. But, like, right off the bat, if you tell me this is a Finley-Booker T match, I couldn't tell you right off the bat who the heel is.
1: Well, neither of them were heels go- coming into the match.
0: <laughs> well, that doesn't make any sense.
1: Finley suddenly decided, I'm a heel now.
0: <laughs> I'm bored. I'm a heel.
1: The crowd is just dead for, like, any of Finley's offense. He, like, like, raises his arms twice, trying to, like, garner heat, and, like, nothing. Nothing. Towards the end of the match, Finley goes up at the top rope, and Shocker gets countered. I'm (laughs) like, you're not hitting any. You're not even jumping. You're taking a bump off this. Everyone knows it.
0: Finley does not fly.
1: Booker then hits a kind of jumping back kick, and then hits a missile drop kick for the win, which I'm like, that's your finisher? Okay. It worked. Well, yeah, he got the pin. Well, you. Not a bad match, but it was strangely one-sided for most of it.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, it wasn't Booker did not get a lot of
1: offense before getting the pin. It was like, oh, okay. It
0: was just, it was kind of an unnecessary match, but I don't know. Commentary did also double down during this match of, like, the world title's been around since 1905.
1: Yeah. Like, why? Also, I guess we're not going to get anything with Booker T and his brother for at least another week.
0: Yeah, I kind of thought Stevie Ray was going to come out and, like, interfere somehow.
1: Yeah, you would have thought. Nope. The real swerve was. There was no swerve.
0: <laughs> the real swerve was the friends we made along the way.
1: After this, we get some more Nitro stills, but the same Nitro stills as earlier. Ah! We then get Mean Gene in the ring. He brings out Ric Flair, who was apparently on his way to Ronald Reagan Airport, but then decided to turn around. <laughs> he comes out like with his bags, including like a... I don't know the proper name for it, but it's like a bag. A Garmin bag. The garment bag, yeah. That's what the garment bag. But it has like a huge Florida Gators logo on yeah. it.
0: Also, can we acknowledge how far of a fucking drive it is from the Baltimore Arena to Reagan Airport? That's like a two-hour drive.
1: It, yeah, it makes sense that he was at Reagan because StarCade was Starcade in D.C. was
0: in D.C., yeah. But Reagan to Baltimore is a long fucking drive. <laughs> yeah. I've made that drive.
1: So Gene asks Flair where he was going with all of his gear. Flair says he got his ass kicked and doesn't deserve the applause he's getting. And he notes that he was, like, about to retire, but then came back to Baltimore.
0: Yeah, he said he was, like, on the phone with his wife, and his wife was like, just come home. And he's like, I don't want to go home. I want to go to Baltimore.
1: Flair then starts to strip.
0: Yeah, he just started getting naked. I was like, what is happening?
1: He, yeah, he strips as he gets fired up and just unpacks all of his shit in the ring, mm. including just chucking his shoes into the crowd. The first one he chucks deep, and the second one he like whips sideways, and I'm like, that was not as catchable. You definitely hit someone in the face. I was gonna
0: that. say, I'm pretty sure it hit somebody in the head. Like, those things are weapons.
1: After t- after chucking the shoes into the crowd, he then takes off his pants and elbow drops the WCW logo.
0: Yeah, what? <laughs> but the whole time he's like reading out the labels of his clothes, and like, I live a- like a king because I can. So he's he's bragging. Like,
1: Flair then offers to give Bischoff. Everything he has, if Bischoff can beat him again,
0: which includes like a fucking wad of hundred dollar bills, that which he, he like
1: ripped pull- up a couple of them. Yeah,
0: he's like pulled it out of his out of his pocket. I'm like, that's like ten thousand dollars in your hand, dude, and you're just ripping it everything up. Was
1: th- they said three thousand. Three thousand. Okay. Which Bischoff still pockets of some of Flair.
0: Same. I would have. <laughs> that's rent.
1: So Flair challenges to a match, and yeah, if he Flair loses, then he gets everything, including things he really shouldn't be offering to give up without consulting his wife. Yeah. But if Flair wins, he gets to run WCW for 90 days.
0: Yeah, why only 90 days?
1: I guess it's more realistic that Bischoff would agree to it.
0: Okay, but if Bischoff wins, he gets to take Flair's livelihood?
1: It's a storyline.
0: It seems unfair. The stakes seem stacked.
1: Flair stacked them against himself.
0: That doesn't make sense.
1: Which the commentators do (laughs) note. It's like, I mean, Flair offered this, so okay. (laughs) Flair then handcuffs himself to the ropes and won't leave until Bischoff comes out.
0: Which is just a funny image.
1: Gene then starts to the throw a commercial like, "Will Bischoff come out?" And Flair Flair says, "If you turn the camera off and you come back, I'll be naked." Because at this point, he is just in his boxers yeah. and his socks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so they cut to commercial. They come back, not naked.
1: No, this is a famous Flair promo. Because one thing is. I knew about this promo. I didn't realize th- while we were, like, until he said it, I'm like, oh, is this the one? Oh, it is. But also back from commercial. We get it. We get our... Me! Woo! by God, Gene! Bischoff then comes out, and Gene notes that Flair threw away the key.
0: Oh, yeah, they're, like, looking around for the key, and it's just gone.
1: So it gets a little sloppy here as the- both of them are talking over each other, but... Bischoff laughs at Flair and Flair is trying to like slap and kick him, but can't reach.
0: Yeah, that was funny with him just like handcuffed and Bischoff just being a little bitch, like, ooh, you can't hit me.
1: Bischoff says it's going to be great taking everything that Flair has, and he says, oh, you're going to die of a heart attack if you don't settle down. (laughs) Flair then says his wife called Bischoff a Cushman scooter.
0: Which, what? (laughs)
1: I think it has to do with the fact that they like to ride, like, motorcycles.
0: But a scooter? I guess it's like a a type of motorcycle, I guess, is a scooter.
1: So, Bischoff agrees and notes that there's no horsemen here tonight. Awkward execution, and then it, it, as it kind of ends, and... Yeah, like, w- once Bischoff got there, it was very... I'm gonna talk over you, while you talk over me, and just... So... It kind of went a little too long just for Bischoff to say, I accept. So we have our main event of the night. Ric Flair versus Eric Bischoff. Again, if Flair wins, he gets to run WCW for 90 days. If he loses, he's homeless and <laughs> has no money and life just kind of sucks Very for him.
0: high stakes main event.
1: <laughs> yes. Like it's it's weighted so badly that it's like, okay, well, Flair is obviously going to win.
0: Oh, well, yeah. But it's, I don't know, it could be an interesting match.
1: We then get an ad for a Nitro Girls calendar. And after that, we get a debut of a new Nitro Girl. Yes. Storm.
0: Storm.
1: A former Miss Black America.
0: Which I did not know was a thing, but I did some research on. And it is indeed a thing.
1: You also found some unsavory things in your research, but we'll... Uh, yeah, we we'll, need to talk about we'll that. We'll leave that for you to Wikipedia article. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, since we mentioned it. Do you know who Storm ends up becoming?
0: Does she become a wrestler?
1: Not necessarily a wrestler, but she ends up becoming someone's valet.
0: Oh, no. Who?
1: Her real name is Charmel, and she goes on to marry and go on to be Queen Charmel with King Booker.
0: Really? Booker T's wife. She marries Booker T? Yeah. That was a good tie-in. Wow. I did not notice that. I did
1: not realize that would have more...
0: Wow. I
1: didn't think about that until just now. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that that ties in. That's cool. Which was nice because she had a little bit to the act, not a terrible, like she wasn't like, was not bad by any stretch, but it was just like a, you get to work with your wife each week.
0: That's fun. Yeah. Especially in an industry like this where in all these documentaries we're watching, it's like, yeah, I'm on the road 363 days a year. I don't get to see my family. I'm like,
1: oh, but now you get to work with your wife. It's nice. And they're still married.
0: Wow, that's even more impressive, honestly. (laughs) A wrestling marriage that has stayed together. Amazing.
1: They didn't get married until 2005. After the the debut of Storm, we get Barry Windham versus Prince Iakea.
0: I really had to think about who Barry Windham was.
1: He does kind of get the previously mentioned jobber entrance, where you're not even in the ring and your opponent place. Which happened with Prince Iakea both times. I thought it was weird.
0: Yeah, but this is the designated talk through this match on commentary match. Yes, we
1: have to talk about the flair match upcoming. Of course. Thoughts on Wyndham wrestling in a vest? I didn't
0: even notice. I was paying such little attention to this. I did note that there was a bite. But, like, at this point, I'm not even calling that a DQ. Like, they they don't care about bites. Yeah,
1: these guys have very little chemistry.
0: Yeah, there's nothing to this match.
1: Wyndham hits a DDT at one point and tries a one-handed pin, but... Ikea kicks out. We then get Wyndham biting Ikea's face. Mm-hmm. And the finish is Wyndham hitting a crisscross bulldog. And then he gets the win.
0: Like, I saw the pin happen. And I had to, like, blink. I'm like, did anything else happen in that match? Uh, not
1: yeah, really. No. It was, it was basically a squash match, but Ikea got some offense in. Yeah. Not really much to say there. I mean, really it, it's. They're kind of spinning their wheels with Barry Wyndham, and I don't think they're doing anything with I.A.K. at this point.
0: No, they have no idea what to do with I.A.K. I think they're just kind of, kind of let him fade out.
1: We then get Mean Gene interviewing a security guard, and former SWAT team, or current or former SWAT team member, it doesn't really matter.
0: No, he did something with uh, police at some point. Who knows?
1: But this segment is about the cattle prod mm-hmm. from Starkid. This whole segment exists, just be like, yeah, this will fuck somebody up. So yeah. it makes sense that Goldberg lost. Yeah. I did get a kick out of Gene asking him, oh, let's see it. And he like turns on for a second and Gene's like, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: enough for it to crackle into the microphone. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, no, no. <laughs> not for me, thank you.
1: Yeah. Real quick segment. Not, It's, it's literally just, yeah. Uh, you would have lost too if you got yeah. hit with this.
0: They do insinuate that Kevin Nash might not be deserving of the WCW Championship.
1: We then get... A WCW NWO revenge for the N64 commercial.
0: Yeah, you. I saw you taking notes for this. So I was like, I didn't think anything of this. But Well,
1: a lot of the music we've used for the intro to this show has been from that. You're, yeah, okay. And I just wanted to note, did you see who was on the cover? No. There are four people on the cover. Can I guess? Sure. Goldberg? Yes. Kevin Nash? Yes. Hogan? Yes.
0: One more. Ooh.
1: You will never get it. <laughs> Tell me. Raven. Why? Because one of the main guys who worked on the game liked Raven. <laughs> so okay. they put him on the cover. <laughs> yeah, it was just he, he liked Raven. So all right, I want to put Raven on the cover.
0: Oh, can we talk about the missed opportunity that is having Raven in Baltimore? True. Come on. Oh, well.
1: After that, we get Gene now in the ring and he brings out DDP. DDP goes through the crowd on his way to the ring, and notes that he feels like he's been to hell and back. He says he won at Starcade because he has more heart and was mm-hmm. just waiting for the giant to make one mistake.
0: Giant didn't want it more than him.
1: He also says he's not there to talk about his match; he's there to talk about the two main event matches from Starcade. He mentions that, yeah, Nash maybe shouldn't be the champion. There's some screwiness there. I think like he uses the phrase "black cloud." Or yeah,
0: something. he says there was a black cloud over some matches at Starcade.
1: And then he notes that he'd love to work for Flair and Bischoff will feel the bang. Oh, you didn't finish it for me.
0: I had the word power on my lips and I was like, that's not no. right.
1: <laughs> that's the segment. I was kind of to him to mention Bret Hart or anything. It was just like a... Why
0: would he? I mean, Bret Hart wasn't there.
1: Yeah, but Bret Hart has his US title.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It was pretty simplistic, I guess. The black cloud thing, the commentary really holds on to that, though, that phrase.
1: This promo kind of emphasizes or kind of illustrates a certain point better than anything else of like, oh, here's where it makes sense to build toward your pay-per-view in three weeks.
0: Yeah, we noted (laughs) that. There are three episodes in between now and...
1: Well, um, including this one.
0: Including this one. And the next one's called Sold Out. yes. Not a single mention of that in this. No. Like, we had a few realizations after we finished this episode, and that was one of them.
1: Yeah, like, are... I, I thought they mentioned it at, at one point, like, no. on commentary, but it was like, nope, go, call for the replay of Starcade. I'm like, oh, well, never mind.
0: They are horrible at promoting their pay-per-views. It's kind
1: of because they're just trying to win the Monday Night Ratings War each week.
0: So why is that more important than the pay-per-views?
1: Because Bischoff thinks it is.
0: Okay, so it's not, like, proven. Pri- like a Literally thing? prior
1: to 95 no one really cared that much about ratings. It wasn't a huge thing. It's that Bischoff decided that this was a me- his measuring tool for whether or not he was beating WWE. Yeah. And so that, that it became important.
0: Well, in 1998, that's also when TV was getting more accessible and you know, cable wasn't the only option anymore. Like That was when things were starting to pick up in the TV world. So ratings meant a lot more. In 95, it was less likely to have any kind of competition. Because yeah. there wasn't... It, TV... Not everybody had a TV. 98, everyone had a fucking TV.
1: Yeah. The, the thing nowadays seems to be uh, various demographics. It's like, oh, who won this demographic? Yeah. At a certain point, ego becomes a factor. and you can yes, can't you can't put a number on that.
0: You're absolutely right. And it's Eric Bischoff, so his ego is through the roof.
1: Tony then throws to backstage where we get Conan confronting disco inferno and then the rest of the wolf pack appears disco says that he he took a grenade for nash but nash is pissed for clouding the result nash then says they'll get him a match for him to prove himself short version they're pissed at, at disco disco did not do that upon their request
0: So, like, I'm kind of on both sides of this argument. Like, if I was Kevin Nash, I might be a little annoyed. But if I was Disco, I'd be like, no, I deserve to be part of you guys. Like, look, I fought for you. I'm on your side. I'm on your team. Love me. (laughs) Mm. I get both sides of it.
1: We then get more Nitro stills from the Triangle match, which is where we saw a still of Billy Kidman attempting a shooting star press on Eddie and how... The bodies don't line up and I just mm-hmm. got nervous all over again, even though it was one I'd already seen.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was that, that still, you were trying to explain to me, like, this is why I get nervous. Yeah.
1: Because his body just isn't aligned to hit the move properly, yeah. uh, really upon leaving the, the rope. Yeah. Like, that's the issue. It's not him in midair. It's, it's his takeoff. Mm. But we now get the match that you predicted would have been the Starcade match. Yeah. And we get Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman versus Eddie Guerrero and Tood Guerrera which I will be calling them Eddie and Hoovy because I do not want to do the Guerrero versus Guerrera. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Eddie and Hoovy versus Kidman and Mysterio.
1: And the LWO uh, have their bodyguard with them as well. Yes. And Ray also comes out again to the end of, you know, Eddie's entrance music.
0: Like yeah. They don't
1: reset it, it just comes out again. Even though at Starcade, he had his hip-hop theme. Mm-hmm. It's just weird back and forth. He comes out also with a LWO shirt in hand and like drops on the ground.
0: Yeah, he doesn't do the whole pomp and circumstance of like stepping on it, but he's also not wearing it, so it's it's confusing. Like at this point, you're done with LWO. Stop pretending like you're defying them. You know, you're not in it anymore.
1: I think he still is. How? I don't. I don't know. It's got it's real muddy there. We also get our next installment of.
0: Okay, so I have one that I'm not confident in.
1: All right, let's hear it. I, I think I only have, like, one acceptable answer.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm very nervous.
1: What, what do you got?
0: It's Sharquito.
1: Ooh, you're so close. Oh, really? It's the pre-evolved for version of that. So Ray's outfit is blue and red with some yellow highlights. Sharpedo has almost no red.
0: He had, like, some burnt orange on him. I was like, maybe. The
1: pre-evolved form, Carvana. <laughs> Carvana. It actually... It's going to be Piranha, so...
0: Sell your car. Uh, okay. Yeah. The
1: yeah. Correct answer is Carvana.
0: I was so close.
1: Podcast not sponsored by Carvana.
0: Unless you want to buy me a car.
1: I thought about counting Vileplume, but... He, no, vileplume, it's more of, It's more of a purple body yeah. than a... Yeah. Not a lot of blue, red, and this yellow... This one was color. hard.
0: Yeah. 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 I like... You yelled at me because while we were watching it, I was scrolling through all the Pokemon to see which one matched, and you're like, "Watch the match."
1: In the match, apparently Eddie is still pissed at Hoovy.
0: But like Hoovy has such a, "Look at me, Dad! Love me, Dad!" Oh yeah,
1: that is his big energy on this. Ugh,
0: it's so annoying.
1: Eddie and Ray work extremely quick to start. Eddie tags out, and when Hoovy wants to tag Eddie back in, Eddie's like, no, nah. go wrestle, go prove yourself." Yeah. Ray hits a Bronco Buster on Hoovy, and then Eddie just lays across the top rope like, it's not a care in the world.
0: Yeah, get beat up. I'm not going to save you.
1: Ray hits a springboard dropkick to Hoovy, who then stumbles across the ring and, like, clotheslines Eddie and himself over the top rope. And, like, a, that's not how momentum works. No. Ray and Kidman then hit st- stereo dives to the outside. I need to, like, go back and play some more wrestling games just so I learn the what certain moves or like how their technical names are
0: we've talked about playing um the WWE 2K19
1: yes but 2K19 unfortunately we can't be on the same team without like you bringing over your entire like PlayStation Network account remember oh yeah there's a weird issue work. in the game where I think it's just the PlayStation one where it yeah. sucks at least at least it's better than 20 2K20
0: yeah
1: or battleground which is just a basically an a ported mobile game
0: yeah it is <laughs>
1: Back in commercial, we get a double hot tag to Ray and Eddie, and like this match went a lot longer than I thought it was gonna go. There's a lot of points where I'm like, okay, you're you're yeah, like,
0: but like I'm not mad about yeah. it, I enjoyed the match.
1: After the hot tag, Ray hits a move on Hoovy and tries to pin him, the ref counts, Hoovy kicks out at two. Then the ref tells Hoovy to get out of the ring because he's not the legal man. And I'm like Oh yeah. Why'd you count the pin then? Legal man syndrome is a big issue in this match. People just coming in. Yeah,
0: I could not keep track of who was legal.
1: At one point, Eddie puts Ray on his shoulders, then Hoovy hits his springboard crossbody onto Ray. Yeah. Nice little spot. That was cool. We get Eddie doing a gory special into a spinning neckbreaker.
0: I noted that that would be a really fun move to take at, like, Skyzone's foam pit. Like, if you threw me into the the pit of, like, the square things that you, like, jump into, hell yeah, that'd be fun. I take it.
1: That's more of a neck breaker though. And with the spin, that's hard to, to... throw me. <laughs> See, I think at a certain point I just just hit the uh the outsider's edge. Just like, you know, high up and then just
0: yeep. yeah, but that's not fun. That's more practical, but that's not fun.
1: Right around this point, something happens in the crowd. Yeah. We could not really figure out what it was. I <sighs> But the wrestlers just stall as the crowd is like, "Hey!" It's like, "What the fuck is happening?"
0: We couldn't really tell; like, nobody was coming down the ramp. Like,
1: once the action picks back up, Ray reverses an Irish whip and throws Eddie into Hoovy's boot, but Ray can't make it back to the corner in time. Kidman gets the hot tag after blocking the corner from Ray getting whipped into it, which I think you liked.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that looked it looked cool.
1: I don't understand the physics of that though. Like, I'm gonna jump over the turnbuckle pad. So you crash into my ribs as opposed to the padded turnbuckle.
0: I don't know. It I've never cool. understood
1: that. They, that spot kind of stops happening for the most part.
0: Yeah, which is probably okay, but still fun. I'm here for a good time. Not a long time.
1: Kim encounters a power bomb from Eddie into a face buster. Hey. And then Ray hits a springboard leg drop. Doesn't get the pin, though. Then Kidman hits an assisted powerbomb with Ray springboarding onto Eddie, driving him onto the mat. Mm. Kidman goes up to the top rope, but Ray gets vaulted into Kidman, knocking him off. Ray then gets tossed to the outside, and Hoovy dives onto him. While that's happening, the bodyguard tosses Kidman back into the ring, and Eddie hits a frog splash. Yeah, gets the pin.
0: It was a very clean frog splash. It me? was. It looked nice.
1: I'm putting Billy Kidman to shame.
0: It's very clean, man.
1: LWO win it, <laughs> which feels kind of rare. I more i thinking does. about it.
0: Yeah, they don't win. But it's still not enough for Eddie to love Hoovy. No. No.
1: Good match. Yeah, it was blows fun. anything that's already happened out of the water, but...
0: Yeah, it was definitely a fun match.
1: Among the better we've seen the podcast, but I do think I liked the, the triple threat, or the triangle match uh, more from the other night.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hard to say. Because I do like these four together.
1: The legal man syndrome was just a lot of people just coming in and yeah. now it's this and...
0: That could have definitely been cleaned up, but I don't know. I think I might have liked this better than the triangle match. Oh, I think so.
1: You get that match tonight. I did. So is this your favorite match we watched in the podcast then?
0: You know, I don't know. It's definitely up there. Hmm. I can always tell when I don't, when I, when I really enjoy a match because I have the fewest notes from it because I'm just watching it.
1: Good match. We can both agree there. Let's mm-hmm. move on. We had a recap of the flare segment earlier. Followed by new WCW champion Kevin Nash coming out with the rest of the Wolf Pack, which is literally just Luger and Conan.
0: Yeah. This is the point where I realized, oh, that wasn't Lex Luger in the limo at the beginning. No, it was,
1: <laughs> was Henning who helped him win the night before.
0: Yeah, I totally forgot about that, honestly.
1: Bobby Heenan is now on commentary. And Conan did not get the internal memo because he comes out in like a brown tracksuit.
0: Yeah, he's not wearing his wolfpack no stuff.
1: wolfpack anything. I'm yeah. like, like that he wearing black or red, just like Mm-mm. a brown. I think a brown tracksuit and like a blue hat. Yeah, it wasn't the best look. Even funnier, he's a match later. He does mixed reaction for Nash. I noted.
0: I didn't notice it. Yeah, I thought everybody was obsessed with Nash. I thought I was the only one that absolutely hated him.
1: I mean. People are pissed that he beat Goldberg. Fair. So he says wrestling is about three things. Money, power, and respect. He says he's going to try to right the wrongs from Starcade. So apparently Disco Inferno versus Bam Bam Bigelow is booked. And if Disco wins, he's in the wolf pack. And if he loses, he's like, leave us alone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, you got to leave us alone, man. Go away.
1: On the topic of Scott Hall, he loves him more than anybody, but Hall does have to answer to people other than Scott Hall.
0: Yeah, I mean, he says, he's like, I love him, but what he did last night was wrong. I'm like, Good, at least you're holding him accountable.
1: He demands that next week it be Nash versus Goldberg in Atlanta for the belt.
0: Which is a big deal, because that's where Goldberg is from, right? Yes,
1: it's also where he won the belt.
0: And isn't Atlanta the uh, WCW headquarters? Yes, big match
1: i did know that he literally didn't mention the streak no because Why are they just
0: ignoring that now
1: because kevin nash doesn't think the streak's a big deal
0: i hate this man
1: <laughs> he thinks if he mentions he broke the streak he's he's a mark for himself
0: but he's trying to be a face isn't he
1: at this point kind of a tweener
0: okay well if he's a tweener he can kind of ride the heel of like ha ha i beat you fuck off
1: or like it's still an accomplishment it is an
0: accomplishment It's a big deal. Don't just ignore it. That makes you look like an asshole if you just ignore it.
1: Also, not appearing tonight, Goldberg. Yeah. Which...
0: uh, I'm not surprised, honestly. Mm. No,
1: I'm just disappointed. So, after that, we get Disco Inferno versus Bam Bam Biggala. Which goes about how you'd expect. Yeah. I did laugh at, during Disco's music, there is a wolf howl towards the beginning.
0: Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, I missed that.
1: Because <laughs> he comes out in Wolfpack year.
0: He does, yeah. He's really, he he wants to be in the Wolfpack, man.
1: And Ow. Bam Bam still has no music.
0: I hate when they walk out to no music. I thought this was about Scott Hall, too. I'm like, it's just awkward and I don't like it.
1: I think it's even more awkward because two people are doing it. Mm-hmm. They're also being weird about is Bam Bam in the company or not. Because you said he wasn't. I'm like, he totally is. Like, he showed up on his own and they were like saying like you're not under contract but i guess we'll because goldberg wants it we'll like make an exception in this like one time for this match and now it's just oh you're gonna face disco so i'm like are you with the company or no
0: i don't even think they know he's he is, around he is shoot with the company though. is okay well you would never know like where i need i need something at least give me like the the wcw theme music when he comes out like smackdown does that sometimes don't they
1: yeah a little bit yeah that's usually more for the brand as a whole, but yeah, that also Still would be, summed. yeah, that'd be a suitable thing. Just play the Nitro theme. Bam Bam just works over Disco for almost all this match. Yeah. He does go for a diving headbutt, but Disco moves and starts a little bit of a comeback, including a stunner. Mm-hmm. Disco tries for a clothesline, but it has no effect, and then Bigelow just clotheslines him back and knocks him right on his ass.
0: Bam Bam Bigelow is just a scary man.
1: Bigelow then hits a sit-out tombstone piledriver and gets the win. Match went, as you'd expect. Boring. Yeah, I mean, the stipulation of him getting in the wolf pack didn't really seem to play anything into this. Mm-mm. Except for, I guess, why the match happened, but they had played no story in the match.
0: Yeah, and he lost, so he doesn't get in, so.
1: Yeah. We then get the Nitro girls again.
0: They have had so many costume changes, and they're not even done.
1: We go backstage to Kurt Hedig helping Bischoff train. but Then we go back to commentary. Yeah. Commentary sets up hearing from Flair's doctor. Flair's doctor who... I was trying to figure out, I'm like, is he an actual doctor? Because his stage presence is fine. He's not a deer in the headlights, but, you know, he looked... I
0: I don't know enough about medical jargon to know if what he was saying was actual medical.
1: I assume... I think it was technical enough to where I'm like... This sounds like you're a doctor. Um, he played a doctor very well if he wasn't. I'm not a doctor. I just play one on up. TV. So the doctor runs through Flair's symptoms from, the, from that night. And after further studies, Ric Flair did not have a heart attack. Apparently, he was poisoned.
0: <laughs> Which got me. I was like, What? <laughs>
1: He, the doctor notes he prescribed chloroform, which I thought might come up later. It did not.
0: I did note that, too. I'm like, is, is that a something used to cure poisoning? Chloroform? I don't know.
1: I'm not a doctor. But, but my
0: favorite thing of this was Eric Bischoff's reaction.
1: Yes, because commentary just speculate and don't say anything. Yeah. Gene then goes backstage to ask Bischoff, like, hey, what's your reaction? He didn't have a heart attack. He was apparently poisoned. And Bischoff gets immediately defensive. Gene doesn't actually accuse him, even remotely accuse him of anything. And Bischoff's like, you can't prove I did anything.
0: I didn't do anything. You can't prove it. I didn't do anything. But then he has the line. He's not even a human doctor. He's from Charlotte.
1: He's a pig doctor. I'll sue him.
0: Dr. Damn Doolittle.
1: I also don't understand how... What's Bischoff going to sue him about?
0: Um...
1: What's the lawsuit here?
0: Defamation of character?
1: He didn't say Bischoff poisoned him. It's
0: true.
1: He just said he was poisoned. And even then he dances he says the the medical jargon for it.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: The doctors are like, "Yeah, we falsifying
0: we. medical results?" I...
1: Yeah, but it's not his medical results.
0: I don't know. Like, I'm just like, tr- I'm taking out, has, out of the
1: has of the here. Med- I would say he doesn't even have a leg to stand on. He doesn't have a body to even have the leg to stand (laughs) on. The short version is, Bischoff now has to face a healthy Ric Flair. Mm -hmm. Which, didn't he technically do that last night then?
0: Last night you could argue that he was um, recovering from the poisoning.
1: The poisoning was like two weeks before last night. And it's 24 hours difference.
0: Yeah, never mind. (laughs) Anyway. I'm trying to go off of kayfabe, I don't know.
1: Moving on, we get Scott Steiner coming out with Buff Bagwell and the ref versus Conan who comes out with nobody.
0: Yeah. Where's the Wolf pack? Uh
1: This is apparently a TV title match. Which I don't... They
0: do say it in commentary mm. before the match.
1: Yeah. I, I, I miss that. Steiner does his shtick before Conan comes out. And I wrote it all caps. Bring Luger out. You idiot. Mm. Like, listen, Nash is a dickhead. He's not going to come out for your fucking TV title match. But bring Luger. Luger's had your back.
0: Yeah. But they both just cut their yeah, super Conan, generic yeah. promos. Like,
1: Buff then grabs a mic and says something about, Baltimore isn't bowdy-bowdy or yeah, whatever. What and, but Baltimore saying. sucks. Boo. And starts to cut a promo. And when he's starting to talk, Conan just hits a face buster on the ref.
0: Yeah. Oh, on the NWO ref. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then he brings out a WCW one.
0: Yes. As it should be.
1: Steiner and Buff then go to attack the WCW ref, but Conan stops him. And this match is on. Steiner hits a butterfly suplex, then tosses Conan to the outside. Steiner distracts the ref, and Buff works over Conan on the outside. Mm. Steiner just works over Conan for ages, and, yeah, this is... and Buff interferes when the ref's back is turned. And also immediately, anytime the ref turns around, he does the hands up like, I didn't touch him. Yeah. Which I'm like, that's not even more suspicious.
0: Now I didn't think that you touched him before, but now I do.
1: Steiner hits a spinning belly to belly and then does some push-ups.
0: Steiner is just so obsessed with himself.
1: Almost every move in this match Steiner does is followed by a, Ha! <laughs> <laughs>
0: But Buff Bagwell is in love with Scott Steiner and try to convince me otherwise because that man just keeps commenting on the size of Buff of Scott Steiner, of how big his, look how big his arms are. Look how big Scott is in general. Like, you love him.
1: <laughs> so Conan suddenly starts his comeback and hits a face buster, which is like probably his like fourth offensive move mm. of the entire match. He then locks in the Tequila Sunrise. Tequila. The ref is like on all fours just staring at Scott Steiner's face as opposed to looking at anything in the hold. No. So, Buff tries to pull Scott's leg to the ropes. Luger then runs down and then tries to pull Buff off of Scott, mm-hmm. which inadvertently helps Scott get to the ropes and get out of the, out of the hold. To which commentary is like, "Was that was that intentional?" Like they're immediately like, "Oh, he yeah, they are they were speculating that Luger just fucked over Conan intentionally. Oh. There's also some real awkward action of all four men on the outside just kind of roaming around and then Steiner and yeah, Conan really get happening. back in the ring. Yeah. Steiner puts in the Steiner recliner and gets the win. Yeah. yeah. So now
0: Scott Steiner is the television champion. Yes.
1: Yeah. New television champion.
0: It was just a weird match.
1: But part of what commentary was also talking about is, oh, my God, Luger didn't even, like, get in the ring to help Conan. It's like...
0: If he got into the ring, wouldn't that have been a disqualification?
1: I mean, it should have been, but... Well, but, yeah, like, Buff didn't get... I don't think Buff got in the ring. The, not, the, not once yeah, the bell rang, no. The end was real sloppy, so it was just kind of hard to tell. But, like, oh, my God, he didn't get in the ring to help Conan. It's like, he can't.
0: That's kind of the whole rule.
1: So, yeah, weird dissension teasing.
0: There was it, they did cut it close at the beginning, with Buff being in the ring and like he he threw a punch right before like milliseconds before the bell rang. Yeah. Like, ooh, that was close. That could have been interference. That was close, but then he got out and it was fine.
1: Is a bit of leniency.
0: Yeah.
1: Which we'll experience some big leniency later. But next up, we get the Nitro Girls again.
0: Jeez, how many uh, fucking Nitro there Girls? There so I think many five Nitro Girls. Like. And every time they had a different costume. Like, yeah. yeah. Girl
1: can't wear the same outfit twice. You
0: guys got to go back, get changed, redo your makeup, and they're, learn a new dance all in 10 they're, minutes.
1: They're women in the 90s. You can't, you can't wear, we wear an outfit twice.
0: Hey, women in the 2020s believe that too. Can't wear it. If you are... The rule is that if you wear a dress or you wear an outfit and you get like photographed in it like excessively, like you do a photo shoot or something with your friends, you can't wear that outfit again. Of course not. I have a couple outfits like that.
1: <sighs> oh, man. This... Uh... This this next match is rough.
0: I don't want to do it. I we, didn't want to watch it. We get
1: Scott Hall versus Brian Adams with Vincent.
0: I think which, I was like hoping that you'd be like, we can skip this one.
1: You remember how I was saying Scott Hall's a face?
0: Yeah. I don't He's think. not
1: anymore because he screwed over Goldberg. Yes. So now we're doing heel Scott Hall versus heel NWO. I don't know. You know what you could have done? Have Booker T face Brian Adams Have Scott Hall face Finley.
0: Yeah, I feel like that would have been an interesting match.
1: Or flip it. Have a big match. Have Scott Hall face Booker T. Yeah,
0: that would would have been a good match.
1: Remember how they had issues a few weeks ago and then Mm -hmm. you guys just dropped it? That's what they do. They still
0: have a hard time identifying Brian Adams, though, even as he was coming down. I think
1: you've only seen him limited match last time.
0: He just looks like a generic man.
1: I think the first time you saw him was when Steiner took over the NWO. Even then, he didn't say a word. Mm. We then saw him. He was the one holding Reed Flair. Okay. During that segment. And then he had a match at Starcade. That's kind of yeah. all we've seen him, with, I'm pretty sure. All right.
0: He had a match at Starcade. Wow.
1: <laughs> Scott Hall comes out in a Goldberg shirt. Which you noted, you know a lot of people with that tattoo. Yeah, apparently.
0: I did not know that that design was a Goldberg merch design. Every boy that I went to middle school with had that shirt.
1: Oh, had that shirt. I, thought, sure. I, 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 I said, people you knew had that tattoo.
0: No, no, no. They wore that shirt that Scott Hall was wearing. Like, I have seen that design that's, on t-shirts.
1: That's kind of weird considering this is 98. I know. I know I saw this
0: design on t-shirts. Maybe it was like my sister's friends, but... I know I saw this di- this design on t-shirts.
1: Yeah, it is a tattoo that he has on his shoulder.
0: It's a very um understated design. Yeah. Like you would not look at that and be like, "Oh, you're a wrestling fan." Like the button-up shirt that I got you that you got called out for <laughs> giant.
1: Yeah, I so it's just nothing but WrestleMania logos. <laughs> I
0: think it looks cool.
1: The guy was like, "Is that a WrestleMania shirt?" I'm like, "Yeah, go for me."
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome.
1: Hall also gets the kind of jobber entrance because before he's in the ring, we get the NWO music. Mm -hmm. And once Adams is like right by the ring, Hall decides to cut a promo. He says, Kevin Nash was right. There are three important things in wrestling. Money, money, and money. He's apparently upset he didn't get invited to the victory party last night.
0: Okay, yeah, I can understand what he would think that he should be invited. But he also, no, you're not invited. You fucked it up.
1: I thought you were going to say, you have a drinking problem. You should not be going out to parties. Oh, well,
0: that too. But (laughs) there's a pandemic.
1: But Hall also says that Nash apparently isn't the guy he used to know. So yeah, as previously mentioned, this is heel versus heel. So the crowd doesn't care. Mm -hmm. And it's... Another one of these where Brian Adams is like on offense the entire match.
0: He does get um, Scott Hall on a bear hug, though. Which, you know how much I love the bear hugs.
1: He also hits a incredibly quick pile driver, which I'm like, no, you do not fucking speed through that move.
0: Fair, yeah.
1: You fucking take, you take three minutes to that move, okay? I'm not going to complain. <laughs> you, don't, you don't just like, oh, snap pile driver. Like, no.
0: It did look like it hurt, though. Like, that just looked like a sore move.
1: Yeah. I, I honestly, I zoned out about four times during this match. Yeah, that's fair. Just, just not, there's nothing happening. It's just Brian Adams working him over.
0: Brian Adams did, like, a viper neck hold on Scott Hall, though, which was kind of cool. Like, a submission sort of, like, grab your neck.
1: You thought that was cool?
0: I don't know. I liked it better than bear hug.
1: Now, did he put... This is important. Did Brian Adams then put his other hand on his wrist? I think so. Oh, it went magna. Because for some reason, holding your wrist while you pinch somebody's, like, neck means you squeeze harder. Sure. That's apparently how that works. Sure. Hall goes for the Outsider's Edge, kind of out of nowhere, but can't get Adams up. And even commentator's like, yeah, he didn't really work him over enough to hit that move. Mm -hmm. Adams then Gorilla Press slams Hall. He then goes to the top rope to taunt. Hall gets up and turns the taunt into the Outsider's Edge so he doesn't have to, like, rotate him up. Mm -hmm. And then gets the pin. Yeah. It's it's still weird to have no music after a pin. Especially when the crowd's flat. It just Mm -hmm. highlights it even more.
0: It was just quiet. It it was obvious how much the audience did not care about this.
1: They do seem into our next match, which is the main event. It's We've, Michael Buffer time.
0: We made it. We're finally here.
1: Once again, main event is Ric Flair versus Eric Bischoff. If Rick wins, he runs WCW for 90 days. If he loses, he retires and Bischoff gets like all of his worldly possessions. Yeah. Which again, the stipulation is so over the top. that
0: Obviously, Flair is going to win.
1: Flair comes out. L- looking sparkly and having a big uh big band-aid on his forehead yeah. we were gonna do time to blade but he didn't
0: yeah we like made our times we were ready but like i want one of these rick flair jackets i have said this before i say it again i want one of these jackets i don't want a charlotte flair jacket i want a rick flair jacket
1: so bischoff's music plays and buffer goes to introduce him like three times and bischoff's not coming out He then walks, I guess, I mean, the exit is only in certain places, Mm -hmm. but he, like, walks behind the stage of all places to be like, no, I'm not doing it, no.
0: At first, I thought they were giving him the Goldberg treatment. I thought they were going to, like, follow him out of the dressing room and, like, come down the hallway with him into the ring. But then he, like, walks past an exit sign. It's like, nope, not doing it. Nope, can't make me get in that ring. Not doing it.
1: He then goes to get into his limo to leave, but we get Jump Scare Mongo. (laughs) The four horsemen are inside his limo.
0: That got me so good, too. I was like, it's the four horsemen!
1: They, At least. They drag him out and carry him to the ring. Mm-hmm. And we actually meant to do this last episode, but I forgot. So we're going to do it now. We're going to play a game called Were They Ever a Horseman? I'm going to mm. run through some wrestlers, and you have to tell me whether or not they were or were not ever part of any iteration of the four horsemen.
0: All right. I have not been studying. I am not ready for this.
1: There are 12 in total. Let's see how many you get. Okay. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yes. No.
0: Really? Oh, fuck. Okay. I'm not doing good off the bat.
1: Brian Pillman. Yes. Correct. Ha <laughs> ha. Brian Pillman left the Horseman upon being requested to be fired by Eric Bischoff because it would make the angle more real. Because they were doing a, like, oh, I, I quit kind of thing.
0: Oh, so they, like, shoot fired him?
1: He asked to be shoot fired by Bischoff and then just went to ECW. He was like nah, <laughs> I'm great. gone bye.
0: That's great. Alright. Next guy.
1: Jeff Jarrett.
0: Gut says yes. Yes. Uh-huh.
1: Eddie Guerrero. No. Correct. William Regal? Yes. No. Uh-huh. Lex Luger. No. Yes.
0: Damn, I'm not doing good.
1: Sid Vicious. Yes. Yes. Sting. Yes. Yes. Rick Rude. No. Correct. Roddy Piper. Yes. No. Damn it. Stunning Steve Austin. <laughs> no. No. And finally. Kurt Hedig. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> I did better than I thought.
1: Yeah, you got eight. Right.
0: <laughs> <Hey>.
1: <laughs> I forgot to count.
0: <laughs> I saw your hand. I thought you were
1: counting. I was counting how many I had done. Oh, you go ahead. Oh my god! Well done. Thank you. So we come back from commercial, and the horsemen are still bringing Bischoff to the ring. It's a long walk. <laughs> it's not. We saw how short a walk it was. Ugh. We get a low blow from Flair, which I noted, we didn't really have too many DQ moments during this.
0: No, not really. We had the bite earlier, but I was like, why are we even calling this a DQ at this point?
1: Yeah, I mean, you get a warning sometimes for stuff like that. We then get a second low blow. On commentary, I dig it, Flair doesn't care about disqualification. Neither does referee Charles Robinson.
0: Okay. I literally, like wrote down I'm like is this a no DQ match because they're talking about it I guess it's no DQ they didn't really say the rules
1: it has to be a DQ match because the commentators are talking about Flare might get disqualified
0: I don't know like
1: yeah they're, they're saying that the ref has decided I'm gonna let it go
0: st- establish the rules
1: we then get the NWO running down
0: mm-hmm. this is when the chaos begins
1: yeah, honestly, this the actual in-ring action in this match is almost identical to the stuff from. So, oh from yeah, Star Trek. I
0: was not paying attention to the in-ring stuff. The out-ring stuff was just so chaotic and amazing. Yeah,
1: because some of the NWO run down, but the Horsemen are there to stop them. Mm-hmm. Flair hits some s- stiff-sounding elbow drops. Yeah, then more NWO come out. And the horsemen stop them as well. Mm-hmm. While they're all fighting, the giant just walks past all of them. Just
0: plows through.
1: No, see, plows through implies he got physical people. He <laughs> just like walks around them. Okay.
0: He like Moses parting the Red Sea walked through. Like uh, even, it just kind e- of a even, path appeared.
1: Even that even then, you're you're I feel like you're giving it too much creeps. It was like he saw a puddle, but like, oh walk around that. <laughs> he gets in the ring. And headbutts Ric Flair, to which I am calling this our biggest bad call of the night. Because blatant outside interference.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that should have been. Yeah, that
1: should have been. Especially if the ref is kind of in your pocket, like they're implying. Yeah. And guess what? If Rick wins by DQ, he wins.
0: Yeah, so he still gets his 90 days.
1: We then get Macho Man Randy Savage.
0: I was so in shock by that. Because, yeah. like, I saw the woman walking down and I was so focused on... Who I oh, who's, believe... Who's the woman? I
1: believe her name is Gorgeous George.
0: So, like, I was so focused on looking at this woman. I wasn't looking at who she was attached to.
1: Yeah.
0: And you were like, oh, my God, it's Randy Savage. Like, what
1: the fuck? Macho man Randy Savage in NWO black and white gear, which is mm-hmm. important because he was part of the Wolfpack when he got beat down and left for a while. Yes. Because he got he was injured,
0: yes. So this is his like main return.
1: Yes. However, he won't actually be back for a, uh, a while. Okay. This is a one-off kind of night return. Additionally, at some point, Arn and DDP have come down to help as well.
0: Yeah, but they don't really look like they're helping. They're just kind of hanging out.
1: Randy calls for the giant to choke slam Ric Flair. And then low blows the giant and actually misses the first opportunity to do so. So he has to awkwardly kind of like <laughs> wait for uh, the giant's positioning to open up again. Yeah. <laughs> but he hits a low blow.
0: Again, what are the rules?
1: The giant's not in the match.
0: It, but still, he's in the ring. You he say- shouldn't be there in the first No, place. but are you
1: saying someone's going to get disqualified for low blowing outside interference?
0: I don't know what the rules are.
1: Rick then suplexes Bischoff and slaps on the figure four. Bischoff gives up and Rick wins. Although we then, during the celebration, we do get Rick then pinning Bischoff and the referee counting that as well and calling for the bell again during the celebration. Oh my
0: God. It was so chaotic. I loved it.
1: But Ric Flair does not retire. He is now running WCW for 90 days. Yeah. And Tony Schiavone is like, I'm gonna go celebrate with them. Yeah. So the g- group of people who who are celebrating this moment are the Four Horsemen, mm-hmm. Rick, mm-hmm. DDP, Tony Schiavone, Larry Zabisco, Dusty Rhodes comes down, Conan suddenly there, and Booker T. Booker T. In a suit.
0: Yes. So does um uh, Macho Man? He doesn't hang out to celebrate.
1: I don't think so. Okay. I think I think he leaves after Low Blow and okay. the Giant.
0: Yeah. This was just. Fun. It was a very
1: fun, chaotic yeah. ending. It was chaotic as it should have been. And I think it also worked because the chaos was consistent and not like terribly overbooked.
0: Right. This was a good amount of chaos. Yeah. There have been other times where I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. But this one, I was very lo- And followed. it's
1: logical that the NWO is going to try to interfere in the match. Yeah. And the horsemen are there like, oh, we're going to stop this.
0: It all made sense. And
1: people who have been fighting against the NWO come down to like, oh, we, we can get Bischoff out of power for a while? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The only kind of weird swerve is that Macho Man comes down in the black and white as yeah. opposed to black and red. That was it. But and, it was still... And then, and then he stays consistent with being against the NWO. So. Yeah. Once it again, the sense. Giant's kind of an idiot.
0: Yes. <laughs> but his, his days with the WCW are numbered at this point, so...
1: <sighs> numbered is, is an overstatement. <laughs> and that's... Of our first full episode of wcw monday nitro
0: Woo-hoo! what'd you think better than, I anticipated.
1: better than i anticipated talking about it there are a lot of those lot nothing of points, yeah yeah but
0: it didn't feel like it watching it though no i think
1: everything went by pretty quick it
0: did yeah nothing lingered for too long
1: yeah the, a lot of these were definitely in shorter increments which yeah. is nice uh i guess this brings us to for the for the full episodes we're gonna do i'm thinking best best bits
0: best bits that's a good name for it
1: yeah that way because our podcast has the acronym bits so what was your best bit of the night
0: Ooh, okay i like that
1: so best best bit is match or segment it's not gonna narrow it down
0: okay okay because i did one for each you
1: gotta pick one ah come on okay i'll give it to the tag team okay I went with the main event. It's that nice feel-good ending yeah. that Starcade didn't give you.
0: Especially because this is the last match of 1998. Yeah. So that's a good way to cap it all
1: out. Yeah, the, the feel-good ending just really puts a nice cap on this, which I'm also wondering, is that why this episode felt so easy to get through? Because it actually had an ending.
0: Maybe. And
1: it wasn't like, oh God, we're running out of time. Oh, we're out of time. Ah, oh, bye.
0: That makes sense, actually.
1: So I've I've pondered how much of it is the fact that, oh my God, there's some closure to something.
0: I mean, it is rare that we had closure. So yeah, maybe. I
1: I think it was satisfying and it gives an interesting hook going forward.
0: Slimy yet satisfying?
1: Uh, Who's your MVP of the show? I gave it to Ric Flair. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Or his cardiologist. Just dropping that bomb.
1: I can't give m but honorable mention for the doctor for sounding like a doctor.
0: There you go. I yeah. was
1: thoroughly confused by what he was saying, so...
0: <laughs> so he must have been the doctor. But yeah,
1: the... The flare promo earlier is literally the stuff of legend. Amazing. The, I'm gonna be naked. You turn this camera off, I'll be naked when you get back.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that was no question.
1: I wonder if the person who caught the shoes still has them. I hope so. And that's it for this episode. Next up, we have our jam-packed, which is probably going to be like three hours long. Oh, God. We have our super episode of January 4th, Monday Nitro and January 4th, Monday Night Raw.
0: I'm excited. I'm very excited for this because I've never watched a full episode of Raw. Ever. Like, I'm very excited about that. Yeah.
1: So until next time, you can follow us on Twitter, at Pod and subscribe, follow, whatever us follow. on follow i'm never i never look the terminology <laughs> follow us on spotify where you're currently listening to us yeah any uh, other closing thoughts
0: not that i can think
1: of we're gonna be in 1999
0: like, Woo-hoo! we're probably be five years old
1: right we're gonna party like it's night 19- oh there's see there's the ending music
0: oh of course
1: yeah I, I i never know what to uh what to put for our really for our intro or exit music so it's like oh there we go yeah we do the. I've been doing, uh, if, if you didn't know what, what it was for the Starcade episodes, it was all like Rainbow Road, Mario kind of star music. Yeah. We do need a theme. We'll, we'll work on that. But until next time, I'm Nick. I'm Emily. Thanks for listening to the Butts in the Seats podcast. Bye.